Hello, fellow board game designers. John Garcia here with Kickstarter Coach. I want to welcome you to the kickstartercoach.com website and to our new podcast. We are very excited about putting this together, reaching out to some really great people in the industry, publishers, I'm not giving any names yet, but reviewers, designers, um, just a really you know bunch of great people in the biz that are going to tell you what they look for in a successful Kickstarter campaign and maybe share their experiences of what they've done uh, as far as crowdfunding itself. Um, if you don't know me, uh, we I am, along with my son, the designer of the Table Golf Association, and you know, proud to say that we had a campaign in 2022 that raised $200,000, um, basically, 158000 through pledges and then through add-ons and all the other good stuff that happens in Kickstarter plus distributors. We raised $200,000. And last year, we launched the Family Edition, which is basically the cardboard tile version of the TGA. The original was made out of wood. Um, but we needed to bring the price point down for retail purposes. So a lot of good stuff going on, information, feedback, working with retail consultants. And now our game is actually... Um, in addition to board game stores, it's in 60 of the PGA Tour superstores. This is a national chain that sells golf apparel, golf items, sporting goods. So we've crossed over into sporting goods, something that I had hoped you know would happen and we worked hard to happen and lessons that we're going to be sharing as well. So I thought, you know, as we also are ramping up now the podcast for Kickstarter Coach, I'm reaching out to some great people. Um, you know, publishers, everybody wants to hear from publishers, other board game designers, illustrators. We're even going to speak to some super backers because what's better to, you know, whose brain is better to pick than the people that are pledging, you know, all the time. And really, what are they looking for in games? So I'm excited to share that. And uh, what I decided was I'm going to start this new this new uh, series uh, within the podcast called Follow My Journey because, Right now, as I'm recording this, we're in the middle of January, and in late March, probably mid-April, we're going to launch the new version of the TGA called Meeple Beach. Super excited about this. You know, as a golf fan myself, Pebble Beach is something that's, like, iconic, and, you know, a lot of golfers, uh, even though it's a public course, never get to play. So, you know, that inspiration inspired me to create uh, the Meeple Beach edition, and funny story, we were at a convention, I think it was Dice Tower East, and I'm explaining to people, you know, the idea for this. And one guy just said, because I, oh, I, so we reached out already to Pebble Beach, and we're trying to get the game licensed, and we got to maybe second or third base with them. You know, things were moving along. I was excited about the possibility of making that happen, and it didn't happen, you know, maybe a little a little early in the in the game, if you will. But we still have that on our radar. It's still something that we believe the TGA can be licensed by golf courses and branded by golf courses. And imagine you go to Pebble Beach and there's the Pebble Beach tabletop version of Pebble Beach, right? You want to take it home with you. So um, anyway, they rejected us and that's part of success. You're going to get rejected plenty of times along the way. It's part of my journey. It's part of this podcast. And um, so, you know, take it, take it in stride and just keep on going. And I'm explaining the story to someone at the at the the Dice Tower uh, Con in Orlando, Dice Tower East, and he says, "Why not call it Meeple Beach? Like like nothing, you know? Just shrugs his shoulder, walks away. Just call it Meeple Beach." And I was like, "Wow, you know, it's it's amazing the way things happen and just op you know 
this day, like Michael Jordan's quote is the reason he was as good as he was is just to be coachable. He was as, he was coachable. That's his greatest skill, not dribbling, not shooting, not defense, but being coachable. And when I hear comments from people, you know, all the time, I'm coachable. I'm, I'm just, you know, being a coach, I know that to be influenced and to get better, you have to be coachable. So he said it, I wrote it down and I just haven't stopped since, you know, with like Meeple Beach is the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, I'm going to start this uh, pod, well, we're starting this podcast now, but we're, we're already probably a year, not a year, maybe good eight months into the development of Meeple Beach. So the rule book is done and, you know, all, everything is done um, except for I'm adding a new thing with this game, a video rule book. So we, we did tease it a little bit in the initial version. We had four videos um, linked with a QR code from the rule book. And this time we're just going to make it a little more user friendly and the videos are going to be better uh, because those other videos were just not what they needed to be. Um, so you, I will be catching you up onto, onto this you know, point in the journey so far, because a lot has happened. Now, this is my third Kickstarter. So there's definitely a lot of things, you know, that I don't obviously I'm not doing for the first time anymore. And I understand the timeline. And I understand, you know, every little thing that needs to happen from here to launch. So we're really, you know, uh, we just ordered the promos because China has a thing called the Chinese New Year, which they basically close shop as a country for weeks. And so you don't want to be caught in the middle of that with something new. So we put in our order knowing that we'll get it before they break for, for the Chinese New Year. And that's important because we need reviewers to have it at least a month before you launch. It's super important to get it in their hands because they're busy. They're getting a lot of games from a lot of people. There's an oversaturation of games right now. A lot of reviewers you know, just have more games than they can handle. Um, so it is important to get this done now. So, you know, some of these podcast episodes, I'll, I'll be ca uh, catching you up on things that, you know, that have already been accomplished and how we did it and share some screens. If you watch it on, on the video, you can definitely see some of it. But either way, I'll be explaining it, uh, you know, thoroughly through audio so that you can, you know, understand what's going on. Um, but so, yeah, so this is going to be follow my journey. This is just kind of the introductory episode, if you will. Um, I, I definitely encourage people to, in their comments, you know, kind of ask questions of things that they want to learn. Uh, maybe, maybe you've tried a, a Kickstarter in the past and a certain thing really you felt held you up or you're planning to launch one. And, you know, there's certain things you really want me to address in the podcast. I think we'll probably cover most of it anyway. But, you know, if you have a spe specific question, you know, feel free to ask it. And definitely if I cover something in the in the uh, episode and you want more explanation, you can ask it. Um, this is part of my kickstartercoach.com service. So obviously, if you want more detailed feedback one-on-one, -on -one, we are offering right now an absolutely free one-hour consultation on the website. You just click on Kickstarter Preparedness Call. Um, that's $150 value. I mean, um, I've seen other coaches charge you know more than that, but... You know, we're just getting that launch as well. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, you know, that's another thing that, um, you know, you could just reach out to us. Um, you can email me at tablegolfassociation at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be setting up a separate email for Kickstarter probably as well, Kickstarter coach as well. But um, yeah, let me know, you know, we'll put a form up and you could reach out to us. Let us know kind of like, you know, where you're at, what you're working on and why, you know, you'd like to be on the show. It's really about, you know, I heard something uh, the other day on another podcast 
And it was a big board game company. And, you know, I have to be careful because as a board game designer, I would love to work with a big board game company and I would love to have a game picked up by a big board game company. But I'll say this, I think big board game companies are changing the landscape of Kickstarter in not a good way. I understand that, you know, board games and super backers uh, want to get their, you know, their games. And if they can get it through Kickstarter, fine. But what's happening is the Kickstarter is the same Kickstarter that me as a first time board game designer um, is participating in as Asmodee and, and, and just giant established board game companies and established board game designers that are obviously going to get the bulk of the pledges, you know, when Disney's on there or Star Wars. On, I mean, you know, they're, they're just going to attract the bulk of the attention and also get the bulk of the pledges. So it makes it obviously a lot harder for smaller designers and up-and-coming designers and new designers if you average out the number of games on kickstarter since they started it's somewhere around 250 a month but when i was on there or when now it's four to five hundred a month so it's ramped up considerably i would say there's definitely an oversaturation of board games because you know this just runs the whole gamut from something epic and super involved and 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 well developed to something that's you know print and play that is nothing you know that's still an, an amazing kind of up and coming genre as well, but doesn't take all of the logistics and all the effort and all the other stuff of of a you know of a of a of a commercial goods kind of a board game. So all that to say, um, the the landscape is changing. It gets much more difficult. Um, I did some studies too on Kickstarter. There's been about forty, a little over forty thousand games that have been backed, and of those that are backed, about forty-two percent raised between a thousand and ten thousand dollars. So I mean, that's almost half. That's not a lot of money. Um, you know, a lot of uh, campaigns, you know, reach their funding goal and underestimate their costs. And even though they succeed in funding goals, they fail in actually being profitable. And that's why you see only a lot of games just kind of one and done. Um, and only 8% in the history of Kickstarter have ever raised over $100,000. I don't know the stat of a first-time board game designer doing that, but I'm pretty sure it's a small list. Uh, so again, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's humbling. It's, it's, it's so gratifying uh, to be here now for, for the third time. And, you know, so we're going to peel back the layers and open the blinds here and just show you kind of like what I'm doing and what it's, you know, what I'm, what me and Gavin are doing. Um, and how we're planning now for this next Kickstarter. And so um, without further ado, I'm going to end this this episode today with, um, I'm going to share my screen and just show you the uh, the Kickstarter page. So today I just finished the Kickstarter, you know, draft, right? So now I know like you need to have a very good draft, but it's nowhere near what it needs to be when you launch. So this draft doesn't have a video. It doesn't have any um, really fleshed out uh, add-ons or fleshed out stretch goals or anything like that. It really, because this is my third time, you know, Kickstarter obviously knows me. They have a relationship to a certain degree. They know what I've done in the past. So it's a lot easier, you know, for me right now. But um, but still, maybe you haven't seen, um, you know, a Kickstarter page. So I'll just share it with you. So, you know, they, they ask you to kind of start with the basics. Then you get to rewards. Then you add your story. People is whoever's kind of working on it. Payment, obviously, your bank, Stripe, tying your information in. And then once it's all approved, 
this the promotion button, which basically is the link so that you can, you know, people can start following your page and being uh, notified, <clears throat> excuse me, on the launch. So, you know, basic details, um, game, a little subtitle, uh, the categories or drop down. So this I did put in here already. So, you know, welcome to Maple Beach, everyone's favorite Oceanside golf course. Now, this little graphic right here is the um, the thumbnail that people will see in the Kickstarter page when they do searches. And this is kind of like what pops up. So, you know, do I think this is going to attract people's attention? It looks a little bit, you know, to me, a little too geometrical. And it doesn't, you know, as a, if it was my first time, I, I definitely would be a little bit more concerned. Having the third time is an advantage, but, but we still have to bring new people into the campaign. We cannot rely on previous backers. Um, you know, some of them, you know, a lot of them love the game. We have 4.9 star out of five star ratings on our website. A lot of them are looking forward to this. Uh, but regardless, you know, things change. People change uh interests change all the time so we do have to come up with a graphic that we feel is strong enough that when people do searches or come across it that graphic has to pull you in that thumbnail has to pull you in super important so right now that's what we have as a kind of a placeholder and we'll see and i'll you know love to get feedback on that as well um once you have your video ready you drop it in here um video you know obviously super important those are the things the first two things that people see is the thumbnail you click on it and then it's the video so We'll have that going. Um, your funding goal, um, you're going to put an amount here. So you know what? I missed this. So um, our funding goal is 20000 And I'm going to explain a little bit more into detail how you come up with That's not an arbitrary number. Obviously, now, again, this is our third time. So I know all my costs. I know my shipping. I know my landing price inside and out. I know that yesterday I was in the post office sending a game to Chile because of some issues that we had and it was $92. And I know I did not collect $92 in the pledge manager to send that. And then I had another game to Chile as well. Um, so uh, hidden costs will bite you in the butt real fast. And you have to, you know, understand that this number is not arbitrary. And that there's not, there's a certain amount of money that you have to pad in there for unexpected circumstances. Um, right now I have April uh, 16th as the date. And we want to run the campaign for 30 days. So I'm going to save it because I didn't have the the funding goal in there. Next is the rewards. Um, this is basically just the, the basic elements of the reward. So right now at $45, we're going to offer the Meeple Beach uh, Family Edition, which is about $10 lower than retail. So we do want to give everyone a reward here for pledging. And that reward is it's going to be $10 lower than retail. If you can find it at retail, right? We're a small publisher. Um, our games get into very limited, you know, amount of stores, and the odds are it's very difficult to find. So if you're gonna get it now early, you get it for less. Um, so the family edition is forty-five, and the uh, wooden edition, which retails for eighty-five, is seventy-five dollars. So right now, that's all I've set up. Um, I put a kind of a placeholder picture here as well. Uh, so just for Kickstarter, basically to review it and to be able to approve it. <clears throat> Next is the story. Um, I did go into a little more detail here so far, even though it's it's kind of the first draft. But I spoke a little bit about what we've done in the past, right? We want to have that credibility. People who are pledgers of the TJ already know that we've come through, you know, 
really close to our timelines, really close to all the shipping. I mean, we've done, I think, and I know because I've gotten the feedback, a really good job of keeping our promises and being transparent. You know, I definitely have made mistakes along the way, but I'm upfront about it. I reply. I'm always engaged. Um, and what I was my point before about a large board game company uh, using Kickstarter is, you know, I think they're hurting the community overall. But uh, the gentleman made a point that it's really, it's yes, you're selling games and raising funds, but it's really about customer service. It's really about relationships and being transparent on Kickstarter with backers, man, you know, they take that seriously and, you know, rightly so they're giving their money to something that's not proven yet. And because of this, a guy like me is able to, you know, have a dream come true, you know, get a game from, you know, from idea to execution. Uh, I laugh because it's a it's a book that a friend of mine is working on. That's the name of it. But idea to execution and 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 getting it into stores. So, um, so uh, you know, here's our our page so far right now. Um, we talk a little bit about the past to get that credibility. When new people come in, they'll see, hey, you know what? We launched in twenty two, had eleven 1, hundred backers and and we had pledges of over 158,000 to bring it to life. Since then we've released the European expansion, the driving range expansion, the stretch goal tile expansion, the the 25 tile bonus pack, the family edition and then we also introduced the family edition big box with all the expansions. So, you know, it talks about our successes so someone feels good about being a part of this, being a part of this community. It's not something they're necessarily taking a risk on. Um, um, and then we talk about the new game. Um, so now we introduce that we, uh, well, what could be the most beautiful and challenging course yet, the Meeple Beach Edition, inspired by beautiful oceanside golf courses around the world, like the iconic Pebble Beach. This is a complete standalone game that comes with 28 double-sided terrain tiles in both the pro and family editions. Right, so, you know, the difference in me explaining this as a, you know, as just a list of things that we've done and what we're doing and telling a story is huge. And as a marketer for 20 plus years and a copywriter, it's all about the story, you know, so it starts off a little bit kind of matter of factly, but then I start weaving, you know, the imagination, you know, it's, it's beautiful and a challenging course. It's inspired by beautiful oceanside golf courses around the world. Like the iconic pebble beach so we want to put this imagery and anyone who's played golf or you know just casually even knows golf knows about pebble beach it's just a it's just a famous course you know around the world um it has new terrain tiles and includes all an all new mechanic that uses 3d trees on the course we love this new mechanic and believe you will too since essentially you asked for it almost every time we demo the tga someone suggests we put in physical obstacles but we never wanted to create a miniature golf game our goal has always been to create a fun and challenging game that replicates all the nuances of real golf. To add obstacles randomly would defeat the approach we took to develop the game. In golf, the ball flies through the air, usually, LOL. It's not rolling on the ground from tee to green. So in the TGA, the only terrain that affects your next shot is where the ball lands or stops. Keeping with this approach, we've been able to incorporate trees into the game, and we think it has a great new and realistic dimension to the TGA. Gavin was the mastermind behind this mechanic, and it was based on the feedback we received. So now we talk about the new game, and we just give you a couple little hints. I haven't gone into like too much detail, but just to spark a little more interest, and also to let you know that we listened. You know, we listened to backers, we listened to people that got the game, <clears throat> we listened to people in all of the events and cons that we went to. So it shows, you know, we really care. We want to make something 
that people are relating to, they're engaging with, and that they appreciate that they've been heard. <clears throat> so we put that in there as well. And then uh, kind of finishes, not only that, but boy, is it pretty to look at. The beautiful ocean tiles illustrated by Rob Terrell are not only wonderful to look at, but terrifying at the same time. The yellow dry rough gives you the feel of windblown grass that is also more difficult to hit, <clears throat> sorry, to hit out of. The two new holes have undulating greens with massive ridges to contend with. There is also a new weather die that adds a gale force wind. As you might expect, playing next to the ocean will often mean dealing with windy weather. It's all there for you to have a wonderful day playing golf on, on, a, on a beautiful oceanside course. We hope to see you soon at Maple Beach. So while this is really, you know, a good start, you know, this will be massaged a little bit. Um, and, you know, I could take this and kind of reword some things and, and enhance it. But, you know, obviously you, you need the flair, you know, you need the gift of gab a little bit here. You want to embellish a little bit here, you know, so that the imagination gets going and people are, you know, engaged and they, and they kind of lean in after they read this. You don't want, you know, they, they may not read through the whole, whole thing and that's fine, but you want to have it there for the people that do. Um, so risks and challenges, you know, for, for us, this is our third TGA uh, Kickstarter. So we do have a huge advantage in knowing exactly how everything works. You know, we're obviously really confident with the timeline and the cost and all that other kind of stuff. So for us, there's not a lot of risks and challenges. I could tell you as a first time board game designer, you really want to address this and eliminate as many risks and challenges as possible. And the only way you can do that is you have a fully, fully, fully polished manufactured prototype fully pre, you know play tested the rules at that 99.9 percent .9%. if you think you're going to just get away with you know pretty graphics and images without videos of people playing this game and videos of reviewers and their feedback you will not have a very good chance of success there's just too many polished kickstarters out there that already have that so um take that into consideration um uh, anything else they give you here is environmental commitments. Um, did you use AI? No, I'm not a hundred percent opposed, you know, to AI. I know it's, it's a controversial topic, but I think you have to understand it's a tool and it's a resource. If I took what I wrote here and threw it into AI and said, you know, how does, how does this wording, do, how do you feel this wording appeals to someone who doesn't know golf, right? It may give me a whole new thing. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with using AI. Um, you have to kind of pick your battles there. And I, I do definitely think if you're just leaning on AI to do all your artwork and stuff, it, it'll, it, you'll, right now, it doesn't, it won't do the job of working with a professional. I'll leave it at that. Um, you could add some FAQs here. I didn't. Um, introduce yourself, you have a little profile. This thing, you know, you could have your own vanity URL since we are, again, coming back for our third campaign. Ours is already established. Um, I could add collaborators here. I could add um, dem uh, other demographics here. So if you're not watching this, you know, we're just scrolling through the Kickstarter uh, campaign setup page and just walking through what you are, you know, what you have to fill out. Um, the bank details, we're going to skip that. Um, but basically you have to link your account you have to link your routing number. You have to link a credit card. Um, you do have to have a Stripe account. So certain things that, you know, you, you're going to need pro if for the first time, it takes some time to set all that up. So, um, just that part alone could take, you know, some time. So you want to give yourself time, time for that, obviously. And then, you know, once it's approved, you can generate, uh, the URL basically for the landing page, that's uh that that won't happen until 
obviously it's approved. And then you can also, you know, you could add some some pixels here for tracking on Google, on Facebook, or Meta, um, and which are all very important to have. So you can see what's working and what's not working. And I'll show you how that works as well. So there you go. It's really not a lot to it. Um, you know, a few pages. Obviously, that's just a draft uh, for Kickstarter to approve it. You do have to have enough in there so that, you know, they, there's not a lot of guesswork. You want to give them enough so that they obviously approve it. Um, but now, you know, once I do get it approved, we'll add, you know, what we're going to do with stretch goals, what we're going to do with maybe some offers, what we're going to do with a different, you know, pledges. And uh, I'll walk you through that as well. So hope you enjoyed today. You know, it's really going to be an exciting, really, you know, I, we hope to do this every week and just kind of, you know, go over the tasks that we've completed and then what we're looking uh, to complete in the following week. And again, you know, your feedback is always welcome. Your questions are always welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's kind of first uh, introductory episode of Follow My Journey. Until next time, guys, happy designing. See you.